God, don't you just love Sweetie? We love Sweetie over here at the Perfect Blend Podcast. And your motherfucking... You know the rest? In your... Okay, I'm going to try to be a little more... I, 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 I guess I'll try to be a little bit more, you know, cookie cutter today. But welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast hosted by yours truly... K-Day, a.k.a. K, a.k.a. Kali, if you can call me K. I get money all day, hey, hey. I don't know what the fuck that was. This is why I'm not a rapper. But I could still give you a clean 16, though, you know? We could still get up in the studio and write something, you know? Speaking of rappers, well, actually, no, no, no. What we're going to do, I'm going to do it properly, you guys. I'm going to tell you where the fuck I've been, okay? So before we get into the Yes Queen Award and what's been going on. So after my last episode, you guys, um, that I did with a lovely friend of mine by the name of Brittany. By the way, Brittany, thank you so much for joining that episode, letting me get my interview on with you, girl, and inviting me to your home, my love, and us really sitting down and really just chopping it up and and providing good content. I'm so thankful that you agreed to do this for me. And I hope you guys enjoyed that episode I did with Brittany. If you have not listened to it yet, go back and catch up on that one. But um, yeah, so after I recorded that show with Brittany, I went to New Orleans, Louisiana for the Essence Festival. And I went on a little vacation, y'all. Like, I had to get out of L.A. I just felt like I needed a break from L.A. I felt like I worked really, really hard, you know, with school and, you know, just trying to make moves out here. And I just needed to turn everything off for a moment and just enjoy my life and relax and sleep and have fun and, you know, and eat and run around and run the streets and go dancing and go out. And, you know, so if you follow me on my social media channels, um... <laughs> You'll see all the crazy stuff that happened, you know, like on my little Instagram stories and stuff like that and my Facebook stuff like that. But, you know, me and some of my girls, we went to New Orleans for Essence Festival 2019. Um, it was the the festival was great. You know, um, three headliners that they had. They had Missy Elliott the first night, Mary J. Blige the second night and um Frankie Beverly and the Maze or Maze and the Frankie Beverly. I'm so sorry. I I never know what's the proper way <laughs> to introduce Frankie Beverly because people always change it. So I know he is a legend. Okay, for black culture, he is a staple. He did that song that we all love called Before I Let Go, Before I Let You Go. And um you know, Beyoncé covered it and it you know became viral and stuff with the whole dance thing but it's a classic record for black culture black american culture and um yeah so uh where do i begin the trip was you know the the concert was great the concert was great um you know by the way missy elliott did her fucking thing the, her her set was everything the performance was good her hair was fucking blowing in the wind mary j blige on the second night mary had every seat sold out at the superdome up in louisiana so that was lit like mary she i'm not gonna lie like y'all know i'm a big mary j blige fan i fucking love mary i love mary j blige like mary j blige is one of those artists to me that have really 
Um, for me, Mary J. Blige is a piece of like, <laughs> like she's a staple for me. Like she's she's an artist that I always go to. She's she's something. She's one of those artists that I just keep rotating in my playlist. I go to her music when I'm hurting. I go to her music when I'm happy. You know, Mary J. Blige is a legend. She is the queen of hip hop soul. Respectfully, she has done a lot. You know, her career. She's had about her career is as old as me, older than me. She's been in the game for what, like. 27 years, 28 years now. You know, her first album dropped in 92 was the 411. Shout out to you, Mary. Um, but yeah, Mary did an excellent job. Missy killed it on her, you know, her set. Wonderful dancers that Missy brought out. Missy did all of her hits. Mary J. Blige did all of her hits. There were some songs that I wanted Mary to do that she didn't do. So for example, I wanted her to do Love at First Sight. I wanted her, to, but you know, that wasn't really one of her biggest, it was a hit record for her, but it wasn't one of her notable records. Um, it's not like a family affair song, you know, but I wanted Mary to do Deep Inside. Y'all remember that song by Mary J. Blige called Deep Inside featuring Elton John? Deep inside, I wish that you could see. Okay, Mary. That I'm just married, all right? I wanted her to do that. I wanted her to do all that I can say. You know, there were a few songs where I was like, Mary, why did you leave that out the set list? But Mary J. Blige has what? I think she has like almost 10 albums or 12. She has a lot of albums out. Mary works, okay? Mary has been in the game, honey. So Mary has a plethora of hits. So it was only so many songs that she could put into her set list, you know? But she didn't even... She, but, you know, she didn't do Be With You. I wanted her to do Be With You. You know, I wanted, I wanted to hear some songs from the Breakthrough album. She literally didn't do any of those records. I think... She, wait, no, no, no. Let me take that back. I think she did... Because um, I literally... Y'all, like, I was so starred. Like, I was so in awe of Mary J. Blige. I was just so happy to be in the room. Like, that's how, like, Mary, like I said, I've loved Mary since I was a child. I like, I love Mary J. Blige, honey. So, um, and it was funny because the outfit that I wore, I wore this green jumpsuit, y'all, that I have. And I always, you know, I be going back to the same clothes sometimes. Do y'all do that sometimes? Or you have like a favorite outfit that you just really love to wear. You got other clothes, but you keep gravitating towards certain pieces that you have. So you got to tell yourself to stop wearing those outfits. But anyway, because people going to think you ain't got no clothes. Anywho, I wore this green jumpsuit and I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, the jumpsuit is cute or whatever. But why didn't I come here with some fucking you know, some shorts one and, uh, you know, a jersey and like my baseball cap, New York Yonkers cap on or a NY cap with some long red nails. Like, I didn't even think to do that. I was like, damn, I should have had red nails. Like, why did I get purple nails? You know, because the nails that I had, I got these really long. I, w I went real hood, y'all. Like, I was very like New York girl. Like, I had these really, really long ass nails. These are probably some of the longest acrylic nails I've ever worn in my life. Because I wanted to be extra for Essence. So the nail set that I wore to Essence, um, it was lavender purple. It was like this beautiful, light, cloudy purple that I had. And my middle finger and my index finger had designs. So my left finger had um, glitter. And then my middle finger had these like fish. They're, they're like these circles that look like fish scales. They're not fish scales, but when you look at them, they look like fish scales. So I had like glitter and fish scales, basically like these, these really like, um, holographic circles on my middle finger. And, um, you know, so those, those were the nails that I wore. And the circles were like, they were against like this clear white polish. So imagine like a white, you know, a white long acrylic nail with like these, um, these really holographic rainbowish fish scale looking circles. I have no idea what the design was called, but I wanted it. My nail tech had it. And, you know, she hooked my nails up. But when I was there, I was like, damn, why didn't I, I should have dressed up for Mary. Like, I should have dressed like her. Like, I should have had a blonde lace front on, girl. I should have had my cap on, my fitted cap. Like, I should have been very New York. And I'm, you know, I'm, I be, you know, my, I think my soul is from New York, you guys. Like, in my past life. Okay, I, you know, I think that my soul, maybe I used to live in New York before, you know, in one of my past lives, child, because I love New York City, although I'm not from there. But, you know, going to Mary's concert, I was like, damn, I should have dressed up for her. Like, I should have came, you know, with some, you know, my, my Nike zone. I should have been real New York. Like, you know, just very, your, or my interpretation of what I think, you know, a Yonkers chick or a Bronx chick or a Brooke. I know I ain't from that. I'm not trying to disrespect y'all. I'm just saying I love Mary J. Blige. So I, you know, I felt like I should have dressed like her, you know, but 
Um, and then the third night was great as well um, with Maze and Frankie Beverly. Um, now, how Essence Festival works is that <laughs> there's they have the main stage with the three headliners, right? But of course, they have opening acts. Outside of that main stage, they have lounges. And these different lounges, they have one called like the Playlist Lounge. They have one called, I believe, the Super Hot Lounge. All these little, little lounges where these are actual lounges with food and a stage. So these are other artists who perform in those lounges as well. So, and those artists range from City Girls, Normani from Fifth Harmony, Genuine, Nao. Nao was lovely. And, you know, one of my um, good friends, she loves Nao. So me and her were at the front watching Nao getting our lives. Uh, BJ, the Chicago kid, he had an excellent set. Um, yeah, so we saw a few people in the lounges. There were so many artists that it was... It's kind of foggy for me because I literally saw, like, a majority of, like, every single artist who I enjoy their music. You know, um... Yeah, so um, City Girls, you know, of course, JT is still in prison, y'all. Free JT. She gets out in about 60 days, okay, y'all? So, free JT, okay? Free JT. But, um, yes, y'all. So, basically, um, Young Miami came out. You know, she is pregnant right now. She, she, you know, I was kind of, I like Young Miami as an artist, but I was very, I will say about her set, I was irritated because, um... I wanted her to rap and I wanted her to to have the full record play. But, you know, I guess since JT isn't here, I'm sorry if I'm too loud, you guys. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I guess since JT isn't here, what, what the DJ has Young Miami do is he'll just like, you know, play her parts of the songs that they have and she'll just rap over her parts. You know what I'm saying? But it was, an, her set was annoying the shit out of me because they wouldn't play the full record. And also, too, not only would they not play the, the full verse of her song or even the full song with Young Miami's verse and JT's verse um, and have some dancers come out or, any, you know, something like that while, you know, JT's rapping. And, of course, Young Miami's just probably up there hype man in it or whatever while the dancers are dancing. The DJ, he kept pausing the music and Young Miami would just rap. And she was rapping her parts, which was great. I guess they wanted to show that she could rap and memorize her her verses. Great. But I wanted to hear the beat with her. I wanted to hear act up with her on it. You know, like I wanted to hear the, the instrumental playing at her show. And it was annoying because the DJ literally kept fucking pausing and the young Miami would just start rapping and she would literally rap a song for like 15 seconds and then stop. And then she'll play another artist's song and then she'll like let the other. It'll be a completely another, a, a completely art, a, a completely new artist. I'm sorry, guys. Who's you know they're not city girls. So for example, it was one part of the show where I actually walked out. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not trying to shade city girls, but it was one part of her set where she stopped rapping, and then the crowd went crazy. And of course, the DJ's hyping her up and shit. You know, getting the crowd going great. And they start playing LMA, boot up, and the young Miami starts singing along with LMA. Girl, when I tell you I walked out, I was like, bitch, I'm going to go see Normani. Because Normani was performing at the same time. I was like, let me go see Normani. Because this, I didn't come here for no karaoke covers. Like, I want to see you fucking rap y'all shit. And since JT isn't here, honestly, I want to see you rap JT's verses. Since she not here, I want you to rap all both of y'all verses. And do, do y'all hit records. Give me about four or six songs. And then your set will be over. Like... Why do we keep pausing it? Why do we keep only doing half of your fucking verse? Like, what is this? Like, I was so annoyed with her set. I just felt like they could have done it better. It was just really fucking annoying. And it just seemed... uh, And this is my honest... This is my honest critique. You get me? Like, I'm a fan of City Girls. I love City Girls. But I had to walk out and leave because I was like, girl, you're not doing your full set. Like, what the fuck? And it's just, it's, but you know, I, what I notice is that a lot of these artists, they're on tour all the time. Young Miami is pregnant, so I will give her that. She is pregnant right now. Like, she's literally like five months pregnant. So it's like, I can't, I guess I can't really expect her to like rap. You see what I'm saying? Because she's pregnant. But a lot of these artists, you know, even, you know, and I love Mary J. Blige, but even Mary, you know, she didn't do, she didn't do all of her songs. And there were parts where she kept cutting the song. And I'm like, can we finish the record? Give us at least 30 more seconds. Like, stop cutting the song. You know, if you have a set list, aren't you supposed to give us at least a minute and 30 seconds of the record? 
and then you could go to the next one or 30 seconds or something like that. You know, because I know you want to get through all of your hits, but even, and I love Mary and she did a fabulous job. I, you know, I'm just saying there were certain times where I was like, damn, I want to, I want to get the, the second verse of that song. Like, come on, that's the best verse of that record. You can't just not sing that. We, we love that song, Mary. Like, come on. And then she'll skip over it and go to another song. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, you know, so, um, yeah, um, Normani did a fabulous job. Her set was good. My only critique about Normani is that Normani doesn't have a lot of solo music out. Normani, Normani only has like three or four songs that are on the billboards. She's doing very well as an artist, but I just wish that Normani... By the way, if you all don't know who, who Normani is, she is from Fifth Harmony, okay? So she's the black girl from Fifth Harmony. She went solo. She's a very talented girl. People compare her to Beyonce. I do not think that she's Beyonce, but people compare her to Beyonce. Um, I think she's a mix. And this is what my homeboy told me. He was like, Normani is a mix between Janet Jackson and Beyonce. And he was like, my reasoning is that, you know, her voice is not the strongest voice, but she could dance her ass off. So she, she, she has like that Janet Jackson-esque vocal range thing. But she could dance and she, she dances like Beyonce and she, her, her image is like Beyonce, you know, with the big hair and the, the costumes and stuff. And to me, I feel like Normani, I just really, Normani is on the billboard. She's, at, she's one of the artists right now who was at the top of the Billboard Hot 100, okay? She's at the top. You know, her single Dancing with a Stranger is doing really well featuring Sam Smith. Um, Waves featuring Six Slack. I like to call him Six Slack, but his name is Black. I like to call this artist Six Slack. That's my preference. But she has a single with him called Waves that's doing really well. But, you know, I was, I loved Normani's show, but I just wish she had at least an EP out so you can perform your tracks from your, your EP because you don't have a lot of your own songs as a solo artist, you know? So, but she still did a great job. She could dance her ass off. She has a lot of stamina, a lot of energy. She recently just wrapped up her tour with Ariana Grande. She was, um, she was, um, a a co-headliner, I believe, um, with Ariana Grande. So she was, Actually, no, I'm so sorry. She was Ariana Grande's opening act. She was not a co-headliner, but it was Ariana Grande's um, Thank You Next tour, or Sweetener tour, sorry, Sweetener tour that they just finished. And she had Normani as her lead as her lead opening act. You know, so congrats to Normani. Excellent performer. I just want more music. I'm, you know, I want these artists. I just feel like some of these artists, they don't strike when it's hot. And I'm like, Normani, it's hot right now. You're at the top, like... You need to get your own identity. You need to, not to say, it's not It's not that Normani doesn't have her own identity. Let me clarify what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, I want music. I want more music from her so I can figure out her identity as an artist because I feel like that still is not clear. Like, I feel like people still don't understand Normani. Although she's talented. She's doing good in the pop world. We, I her identity, you know, I feel like female artists, especially if you're a black female artist, you have to create your own lane. You see what I'm saying? You can't be like everyone else. You gotta do something to stand out. You see what I'm saying? So, anywho, um, what else? I didn't get to see Genuine. Jacquees performed. I didn't get to see him because I was watching Normani. Um, and then, you guys, I was lit as fuck, by the way, y'all. I had a few drinks. So, mama, I was gone. Okay? I had a few drinks. And I was just walking around the Superdome, you know, me and my friends separated y'all. And, you know, I was like, girl, I'm by myself. I just want to be alone. You know, (laughs) I just want to enjoy my time. But, um, yeah, now I'm so thankful that I went on the trip. I'm glad that I got a vacation and stuff like that. But there were some things that was happening, you know, outside of the festival that, you know, me and another one of my friends we weren't a fan of. And this is no disrespect to any of the girls who went on the trip, you know. But there was a lot of things going on. For example, like, the house that we were staying at, it was like an Airbnb or something similar to Airbnb. Um, one of the rooms, it was a, a three-bedroom, right? And I had my own room, and then two girls were in the second room, and the other two girls were in the third room, right? But I had my own room. So one of the rooms, one of the girls got, they found out that they had bed bugs because she woke up one morning. Mind you guys, we were at, we were on this trip for five days. So she woke up one morning with all these bites everywhere. And she was like, oh my God, like bed bugs, like what the hell, right? So that put like a negative cloud on the trip. And then another one of my friends, she 
hates bed bugs. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, everybody hates bed bugs. Who doesn't? Like, nobody wants fucking bed bugs. That's like, a, that's like one of the worst things that you could get on a trip, right? So she starts freaking freaking out because she has had you know horrible experiences with them. And with, with, you know, bed bugs, you know, in the past and stuff. So she's like, oh my God, I didn't, you know, I didn't spend all this money to come out here. The house has fucking bed bugs. It's hot as hell. You know, they don't want to go nowhere. So it was a few of the girls on the trip who didn't want to go anywhere. They didn't want to do anything, you know? So it was just like a lot of drama and a little bit of just a teeny bit of cattiness in the house. And everyone had an attitude. It was hot. Now the humidity in Louisiana it's so humid in Louisiana. Like, oh my God. Like, I have never experienced... Y'all think it get humid in California? No. Like, that Louisiana, that wet tropical heat, that southern humidity is its own breed of humidity. Like, it's it's like none other. I, you know, when I got off the plane, when I first arrived, I got off the plane and was sweating immediately. I was like, oh, oh, I'm not in Cali. I, like, when I got off the plane, I was like, oh, girl, we are not in Cali. It is hot. Like, I was like, it is humid hot. It's like a sticky hot where you're wet all the time and you can't do anything about it because everywhere you go, it's just this wet fireball of humidity. It's like wet and hot at the same time and it's just not a good feeling. So, basically, you know, due to those little hiccups, you know, and by the way, this is no disrespect to anyone on the trip. If you're listening to this episode, I'm just being honest about what was happening in the house. I think we can all attest (laughs) to what happened in the house. And, you know, it's no disrespect to any of the girls went on the trip or whatever, you know, but, um, you know, that, you know, everything has its pros and cons. Um, but, um, once again, I will say that I feel like this was a test run, you know, this was a test run. If I ever go back to Essence Fest, I probably will not do the three-day package. Because what I did, you guys, is I purchased a three-day package. You know, I purchased a round-trip ticket, which was great. But we were out there for about five days. And it was great. You know, we celebrated 4th of July there. I didn't get to see fireworks on 4th of July. But we did go to a really, really cute club um, party. It was a club called Apex. Apex Lounge. And um, Toya Carter, that's Lil Wayne's baby mama, she was hosting that night. So Toya was there. Um, and one of my homegirls, she loves Toya. She's like a really big fan of Toya Carter. And we tried to see her, but we didn't get to see her because I guess we missed... This club had like four VIP sections. And the club that night was so crowded because everyone in New Orleans loves Toya because that's her hometown. You know, so... Um, yeah, so we were looking for Toya, but we just never could get to her because it was so many people. It was hard. It was literally, like, difficult to walk around the club. Like, the club was, like, so packed to where you could barely walk. So we were like, girl, like, we we tried to go see her, and it was just so difficult that we never got to see her. So initially, we thought that she didn't even show up for her club performance. But she actually did because later on that night, we went on Instagram and saw her story, and she was definitely there in the building. It's just that whatever VIP section she was in, it was really hard to get access to. So, um, yeah. Some other performers that I really liked. Um, Tiana Taylor did an excellent job. She performed on the night of Frankie, Mays, and Beverly. She was one of the openers that night. Tiana Taylor, Ro James did an excellent job. Um, Teddy Riley did a great job. Um, Black Street did a fabulous job. They came out, um, Bobby Brown and uh, New Edition, they did an excellent job. They came out and performed. Um, who else were some notable people? Um, oh, Timbaland came out. Timbaland came out and performed. Pharrell came out. A lot of classic artists. Lil' Kim came out with Mary J. Blige. Y'all know I fucking love Lil' Kim. Y'all know, we look, Big Mama Thang, okay? Lil' Kim came out. Monica came out. Um, it was a lot of people. And um, also, too, how Essence works during the daytime. So Essence takes place on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of 4th of July weekend, like the weekend um, leading up to 4th of July, or the I'm sorry, the weekend of 4th of July, which is July 5th to July... I'm so sorry, wait. Yeah, July 5th to July 8th. Yes, that's when Essence Festival takes place, like the actual main festival. But leading up to that, they have something at um, the convention center in New Orleans, um, it's, it's like Essence in the daytime, right? So that's basically the convention center where they have like, it's like a pre-festival where they have like all these concession stands and they have all their sponsors out. They have Coca-Cola, they have AT&T, they have um, Walmart. 
They have um, Lexus. These are some of the sponsors. So each sponsor has like a stage and they have a set. And then they have they have another section of the convention center where they have, you know, um, black owned businesses, local businesses that are, you know, buying a spot and selling their products like clothing, hair, makeup, cosmetics. Um, so that that part of Essence was also really, really fun, but exhausting. <laughs> I will say it was quite exhausting because they didn't have no fucking Wi-Fi. There was nowhere to sit, girl. And I just was like, how are y'all going to have no Wi-Fi? So in the building... My phone didn't work inside the convention center because I, I'm with a shitty company. I'm going to tell y'all, all right? I work with Sprint. So my phone, I have an iPhone with Sprint or whatever. And Sprint is, I don't know what it is about New Orleans, but when I tell you my phone practically never worked in New Orleans. Like, and I think that's just a Sprint company. Maybe their towers are shitty in New Orleans, but literally everywhere I went, unless I had Wi-Fi, my phone had terrible service. I'm talking like... I couldn't even really get a text, you know, so um, thank God at the Superdome, they had Wi-Fi the night of the actual Essence Festival performances with the main artists. That's how I got to record Mary J. Blige and Missy Elliott and everybody I wanted to see, you know. Um, yeah, but um, at the convention center, they had performances by LaToya Luckett, Tamar Braxton. Tamar did a phenomenal job. And it was super cute because not only did they have performances from other R&B singers and rappers and stuff like that, they also had our favorite Instagrammers there, like B. Simone and Pretty V. And um, they had rappers there, like Little Kim. Little Kim did a panel. She did a talk, you know, about her, her reality show called Girls Crew that just came out um, this past week. Um, so it was super cute. They had the cast of power there. They came out and did a panel and answered questions for the fans. Um, I also got a chance to meet one of the um, reality stars from the Real Housewives of Potomac. Her name is Giselle. Shout out to you, Giselle. So Giselle, she has a cosmetics line called Every Hue Beauty. You know, so I got to, um, I walked up to her and I was like, oh my God, Giselle, like you're one of my favorite housewives. I was trying my best not to stand. Because some of these people, they start acting a little, I think they think, you know, they act a little uppity, you know, because they're on TV and stuff. So some of them. And, you know, Giselle, it, I like Giselle. Um, no disrespect, you know, but she, uh, she was, she was cordial to me. I'll say that. She took a picture with me. <laughs> She wasn't rude, but she was, but she didn't seem like super nice and welcoming at the same time. It just like it, the energy of it was kind of like, okay, you're telling me you love me. I'll take a picture with you, you know? So I told her, I was like, oh my God, you know, you're one of my favorite housewives, which is true. Cause I, I really do like her on the show. Um, despite our interaction, I still love her. I, I love Giselle. I love her personality. I love how strong she is as a woman, you know? Um, but yeah, it was funny because I walked up to her and as I was telling her, like, oh my God, I love you on the show, she looked at me and it got quiet. I'm like blinking because I was, I was like, oh my God, I'm trying not to stand because I, I love, I fucking love Giselle. Can I believe I'm like talking to her right now, you know? So <laughs> she's looking at me and she was like, well, girl, do you want a picture? Like, and, and you know, she was like, do you want a picture? But, you know, it was the way she said it came across a little certain way. But, you know, she was offering me a picture. So I was like, hell fucking yeah, I'll take a picture. So. I pull out my phone now, mind you. My my phone, oh my God, it was so embarrassing, you guys. Because Giselle, Giselle was even getting irritated because she was like, why is your phone not fucking working? I tried to unlock my phone. My phone wouldn't unlock. And by the way, before I asked her for, or before she offered a picture, I already had the camera open, right? But my phone locked. So I thought I had the camera open, the camera app, and the damn phone wasn't unlocking. So I'm holding up the phone and she's like, where's the camera <laughs> And I was like, oh, wait, hold on one second. So, you know how on the iPhone, you could just press the home button, y'all. Yes, I still have a home button. I'm not fancy like y'all. I ain't got the newest one. I got a little iPhone 8 Plus, okay? I got bills to pay, right? So, I ain't got the new one where you ain't got no home button. So, don't be shading me, okay? But, anywho, um, <laughs> it was a lot with my phone. Like, the camera would not pull up. Like, the camera app. So, Giselle's, like, looking at me. And I'm looking at her. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Don't leave Giselle. Like, I'm going to get my fucking pic with you, okay? Like, I got to show, you know, my followers and shit like that. I ain't got that many of them. But, you know, we got to show them the content. They want to see me out here at Essence. I got to be hashtagging shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, I got to I gotta do my thing. You know, I'm out here. Although I'm not being paid to hashtag anything or anything like that. Like, I'm trying to get my little social media bubbling up too. So a bitch got to show people where she at. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, 
Anyways, Giselle starts to get a little agitated because she's like, why is your camera not working? So finally, the camera starts to work. And I was kind of feeling some type of way because she was getting agitated. And I'm kind of like, girl, well, damn, like, you're making me not want a picture with you. If you, you know, like, be a little patient with me. Let me fix, let me get the camera open now. Stop tripping. You know, but um, <laughs> but Giselle, she was like, you know, it, it was funny because she was like, you know, how, how are you? She told me, she said, how are you going to come to me um, asking for a picture, but you're not even ready? And, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way when she said that. I was kind of like, damn, like, I kind of don't want a picture with you. Like, your attitude is a little... You know what I'm saying? You know, her attitude was kind of rubbing me the wrong way a little bit. But the phone started working. I still got my picture. And honestly, I didn't think anything of it. After I took the picture, I walked away. I was like, well, thank you so much. Bye. And I left because I was kind of embarrassed because my phone was giving me such a hard time. And Giselle was agitated. So, you know, I was kind of embarrassed. <laughs> and, um... Anywho, I didn't think that Giselle would repost our photo because I posted it on my Instagram story and um, she reposted it. And I was like, oh, my God, like Giselle, like posted our photo on her story. So I was like, well, shit, like your girl is getting the exposure she needs. You feel me? Like, shit, I might get some new followers. You feel me? Some organic followers. okay? so anywho, um, Anywho, you guys. But yeah, um, I'm happy that I got a photo with Giselle. By the way, my commentary of her, it's not to disrespect her. I'm just giving my account of how it was meeting her. It's no shade at all. You know, um, I still like her. You know, I'm thankful that I got a photo with her. You know, but that, but it shows you that, you know, everyone, you know, people, some people are nice. Some people are not that nice, you know. And I'm not saying that she wasn't nice, but I'm saying, like, when you meet people who have a following or public figures, you know, they're human too. And sometimes they might be having an attitude. Sometimes they might have a bad day. And, you know, I mean, she could have told me it's no to the picture. She couldn't, she didn't even have to offer to take a picture with me. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Um, oh, by the way, let's get back to the performers really quick. I feel like I'm all over the place, you guys. Thank you for hearing me rant about Essence Fest. And I'm going to get to the celeb topics, you know, but I wanted to update you guys. Um, Tiana Taylor is an excellent fucking performer. Tiana Taylor set on the main stage at the Superdome. Tiana's going places. Tiana Taylor was giving me Janet Jackson realness. Like, to me, I feel like Tiana Taylor is like a mix of Janet Jackson, Aaliyah, and Brandy. That's that's what I consider Tiana Taylor. Because um, she has that swag. She always pays homage to the other R&B girls who came before her. She could dance her ass off. She has a great voice. Her voice, her runs are very Brandy-ish. Like, the way she sings, she has a very deep, raspy voice. And her runs are very, her runs are really crisp and raspy, which is what I like about Tiana. She has a lot of energy. And honestly, I cannot wait till Tiana's third album. I pray that Kanye does right by her because Tiana is great. And, you know, she paid homage to Janet Jackson and SWV. And during her set, um, Coco, the lead singer of SWV, came out. Um, SWV is is like a legendary 90s girl group. They're right along with like the TLCs and the Blacks and the Escapes and all them. So Coco from SWV came out and did a few of her records and, you know, during Tiana Taylor's set. But Tiana, Tiana, you know, honestly, shout out to you. And um, I really enjoyed her set as well. Tiana is fucking talented. Right along with Normani. Normani is really, really talented too. Um, As far as stage presence, dancing, choreography, vocals. You know, those girls worked their asses off. You know, and um, they did a phenomenal job. And, you know, I was really just happy in general to be at Essence Fest. I almost didn't go, you know, um, because I had bills to pay and stuff, y'all. And I was like, damn, like, these bills hit me. I got rent to pay. You know, so a part of me was like, should I just cancel the trip and not go? Because I have responsibilities, you know, to pay for. I just moved. I got bills. You know, so. But I still wound up managing to go. And overall, despite... The you know the, the 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 bad things that may have happened during the trip. I'm so happy that I went and I got to go on a real vacation and I got to be with my friends and um, I reunited with a friend who I haven't seen in like five years. It was so lovely seeing her. Shout out to you. You know who you are. I'm not gonna say your name on air and I hope I didn't say nobody's name. You know just to protect you know the girls' privacies and stuff like that. I'm privacy. Sorry about that. And um, yeah, it was a great 
great, great show, um, a great festival. And I'm happy I went. So that's the update on that. And when I came back home, y'all, I just wanted to relax. I missed LA so much. I, it made me appreciate the weather of LA. The, we have really good weather here, you guys. Like, because that humidity in freaking Louisiana was a bitch. Like, that humidity. Like, you want to say, you, uh, it's kind of, it's funny because I was a little agitated with the girls who didn't want to go nowhere. And I'm kind of like, but damn, like, it is really hot outside. So maybe we should stay in the house. Shit, I, I can't be too mad at them that we ain't going nowhere because it's just so hot. Like, it, like, literally, you guys, my thighs were chafing so bad when I went. And I, that's probably TMI. That's probably TMI, right? But look, my thighs were chafing. My thighs, and I'm a thick girl. You know, I got ass and hips and all of that. I'm very curvy, you know what I'm saying? So, like, my thighs, I wore a sundress on the second day. And my thighs, literally, oh, my God. I went to the bathroom to use the bathroom, right? And I looked at my thighs, and I was shocked. Because I have never chafed that bad in my life. Like, it was disgusting. Like, they were just super swollen and... I was like, and and not only were they swollen, they really hurt so bad. I forgot to put deodorant because that's that's a trick for chafing, you guys. So my shout out to my ladies or my fellas with thick thighs. If you are chafing, get you some baby powder or some deodorant and put that on, you know, on your inner thigh, and it'll help. It'll help you, you know. But um, my thighs, I forgot to put deodorant on, you guys, and my thighs were jacked. Like my thighs were in so much pain. <laughs> during the entire fucking trip um yeah so like I said I'm glad I went if I were to go back I would probably not do the three-day package unless they had phenomenal artists um I'd probably do a two-day package or a one-day package just to see one main artist and um you know because the trip was fun but it was also it was really exhausting a little bit you know all the walking and stuff and having to keep up with everybody it was it could it was a little exhausting you know um the traffic was was a lot you know in new orleans because it's such a small city and um but the, the you know the nightlife is lovely in new orleans we went we went bar hopping and like club hopping a little bit um on the night of uh was it frankie wait was this the second night yeah, I think this was the second night with Mary. Yeah, yeah, the second night with Mary J. Blige, we went um, bar hopping and clubbing, y'all. And when I tell y'all, it was so lit. Like, the clubs, they played bomb music. The Oh, the men were so fucking fine. Like, it's all, I'm so sorry for cussing, but, you know, like, the, the daddies were out. And, you know, I didn't get to meet nobody. I was hoping I'd meet my, my husband out there. But, you know, I didn't meet no one at all. Nobody asked me for my number, you know. So I was feeling real. I was like, damn, am I not cute? Like, don't nobody want to talk to me? Is it my lace friend? wig is a sliding back like ain't nobody hollering at me like I, I'm over here hoping I'm girl nobody shot they shot at me like nobody but my friends were getting hit on like crazy like one of my friends this guy like asked her if she was with somebody he was he was a little bit of a creeper but you know he was shooting his shot at her and then um my other homegirl she was getting hit on left and right and I just was like damn like I'm having an Aisha Curry moment shit I want somebody to hit on me so I want to know that I still got it you know, so a part of me, I was like, dang, like, nobody hitting on me, like, and I'm happy for them, you know, because they're beautiful ladies, you know, but I was like, shit, I want to be hit on too. Who going to shoot that shot at me? Am I ugly? Damn, like, I know I'm, I'm a cute bitch, okay? Who going to hit at me? And it's it's hilarious, you guys, because when I came back to L.A., ever since, actually, ever since I've come back to L.A., you guys, like, whenever I'm out, guys have been getting at me, like, fucking crazy. And, I, and I, honestly, I think it's the summertime because normally I don't really get, you know, like, approached and stuff like that. Once in a while I do. People ask me for a number and stuff like that. But this summer, like, guys have been, like, compliment, like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. Like, they, like, ever since I've gotten back from New Orleans, maybe it's because I left town and I don't know. But they have been really getting at your girl, okay? And, um, yeah, but that's the recap of that trip. I'm so sorry I spent such a long time talking about that. But let's go ahead and get into some of our celebrity topics. So the biggest topic that I wanted to discuss this week is Jermaine Dupri and his criticism of female rappers. So Jermaine Dupri, um, um, this was two weeks ago. He was on some damn show and um, the interviewer asked him, you know, how do you feel about... 
um, you know, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and Megan Thee Stallion and, like, the current state of female rappers and female hip-hop, like, do you like any of them? Like, do you have, like, a favorite female rapper right now? And he said no. And (laughs) he basically said that he doesn't really have a favorite because all of them rap about the same thing. And it seems like it's just a lot of strippers rapping now. Like, all of them rap about stripping. And it just seems like we have a lot of strippers. So... So when he said that on that goddamn show, what I loved about it, y'all, is that Cardi B responded first, right? Cardi B responded first and she lit his ass up. Cardi B responded. And she was just like, well, shit, like, we do have, you know, a lot of female rappers. She responded on her Instagram page. She was like, you know, we do have a lot of female rappers, but the one, the, for the female rappers who rap about more than just money, sex, and stripping, and, you know, fuck niggas and all that, right? Y'all don't give them no airplay. Y'all don't put them on magazine covers. Y'all don't y'all don't give them the number one spot. Y'all don't nominate them at the Grammys. Y'all nominate the girls who rap about selling their cootie cat or rap about their coochie all day, like me. And she was all like, you know, I rap about... Uh, Cardi had me rolling because she was like, you know, I rap about my, my cootie cat. I rap about it because... I like my cootie cat. My cootie cat. My cootie cat is my best friend. And by the way, she didn't say cootie cat, y'all. She said the p word. But I'm trying. I'm trying to not cuss as much, you guys, because I'm hoping that, you know, one day, your girl could be syndicated or something, or get some, you know, some some real pushing behind her. So I'm trying to tone it down on my cussing. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. But yeah, Cardi responded, and she also shouted out about six or it was about five or six other female rappers. She was like, you know, I want to shout out Kamaya, um, Arika. Um, I think it's Arika or Oranika. I think it's Oranika. I never listened to her music as well, but um, I, I've, I have listened to Rhapsody. Um, but yeah, Cardi B shouted out Rhapsody, Rhapsody, Kamaya, Oranika, No Name, and a few other female rappers who were a little bit more conscious. Like they just don't rap about the same shit every day like they don't rap about you know like fuck these niggas and get money like you know they don't rap about that every day they rap about like conscious stuff you know like they're kind of like the female commons you see what I'm saying like anywho Cardi B I respect that because she shouted out other girls and Cardi B is one of the hottest female rappers right now right along with Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion you know Cardi B is definitely one of the it girls that we have right now Although she has made her mistakes and sometimes, you know, she fucking annoys me once in a while, you know, but, you know, Cardi B definitely has been killing it, you know, and um, also to Nicki Minaj responded and Nicki popped off on Twitter and she just was like, you know, I just find it funny how people have so much to say about me, you know, like she was like, you know, I've been doing this for like 10 years, 12 years. And she's like, don't nobody want to, you know, give me my respect, you know, and she was like, I've rapped about other things and a Nikki she posted she was like you know go ahead and listen to Ganja Burn you know because Ganja Burn I'm not talking about the same things I'm talking about me being abstinent from sex I'm talking about me waiting for love she was like I'm talking about so many other things you know um and then also too who else responded a few a few of the girls Doja Cat responded I love Doja Cat y'all should check her out Doja Cat is a really cute rapper and singer um yeah and you know I was happy that all the female rappers came out and they were just like you know what's it like we we are the new girls right now like y'all have so much to say about us but this is what's selling that's what y'all want to hear even Melly, Melly's a new female rapper. She came out too. And she was like, you know, when I first started rapping, I was I was more conscious. I was more, you know, rapping about real things. But she was like, unfortunately, that didn't give me a record deal. That's not, nobody wanted to hear that. They wanted to hear me be sexy. They wanted to hear me rap about, you know, getting, getting my cootie cat ate out. You know, like that's what people want to hear when it comes to female rappers, you know. And she was like, so maybe y'all should do better. Maybe y'all should actually give us a shot and and promote girls who are a little bit more not just rapping about money, sex, and drugs. You see what I'm saying? But here, here's my take on it, you guys. I love the girls who rap about the, the bad things. Because and I and and okay, this is this might be a trigger warning, okay? Look, don't judge me. I'm just saying. 
the men, the the men. First of all, rap and hip hop is very misogynistic. It's very problematic. They rap about beating women all the time. They rap about killing women. They rap about all types of crazy stuff. And men could get away with that. But when a female raps about it, it's a problem. A man could sit up here and say, you know, B, get on the floor, and, uh, the B word, you know, or, you know, bitch, get on the floor and do this. Trigger warning. I'm sorry, you guys. Trigger warning. But a, a male rapper could rap about that. He could be like, you know, I took the pistol and I popped her in the face and then she gave me head and I sprayed her with the mace. Like male rap. Oh, look at me freestyling. But what I'm saying is like male rappers could sit up here and rap about that. But a female rapper, she could rap about her cootie cat, how she want to be pleased and how she getting this money. And, you know, fuck niggas, fuck being in your emotions. <laughs> you know, like a female could literally do the same thing that a guy is doing, right? And there's so much criticism over, oh, they're just all strippers. Oh, these is all just some fucking hoes. Fuck them, they're not talented. And honestly, to me, these days, I feel like the females, the new generation of female rappers that we have now, with Nicki Minaj being at the, Nicki Minaj being, opening that that door for all the girls we have today, like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, um, City Girls, Melly, Doja Cat, you know, for the new girls that we have now, Dreezy, Cash Doll, um, who else? Tink, I love Tink, um, for all, Asian Doll. How could I forget Asian? Um, who else? Uh, Molly Brazy is really, really good. Um, it's, we have a lot of girls. We have a lot of females out here, you know, doing their thing. And um, I'm happy that we have all these new girls. And honestly, I love what they're giving us. Megan Thee Stallion is one of my favorites, by the way. I, and, you know, they, they make the music for the clubs. That's what they want to hear. Shit, these girls are traveling the world. You know, Trina released a statement and she was like, you know, these girls over here getting the back, traveling the world. They rapping about their experiences. They on the road. They living the fast life. This is what they rapping about. And she was like, you know, there are girls out there who, you know, go to church every day and they rap about that too. Well, go listen to it. If if that's what you want to hear, go play their music. Y'all don't want to play their music. That's the problem. Mainstream doesn't want to play the, the conscious female rapper. They don't, they literally do not want to give them the shine. We have not had a female conscious rapper, in my opinion, since like Lauren Hill. Now we have had girls who, well, let me, let me clear that up. Let me, let me rewind. We haven't had a female rapper who was like super, super conscious go mainstream, I would say, since Lauren Hill. That's just my personal opinion. Lauren Hill sold like 15 million of her first album. The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Lauryn Hill, like, her, that album to this day, and she only released one album. That album to this day is still a classic. And she only released one. Only one album. That's it. She's still touring off that album 20 years later. 25 years later, you know? So, not 25 years, I'm sorry, 20 years later. She's still touring off that album 20 years later, you know? So... If you if y'all if y'all have so much to say about Trina and City Girls and Megan Thee Stallion who and Nicki Minaj and, and sit up here and try to tear these girls apart. And by the way, even those girls who rap about sex, mind you, those are their hit records. Their hit records are those records. But if you actually listen to their albums, you'll see that they also rap about other things. Y'all don't want to listen to their albums. Shit. So you can't sit up here and be mad about that. Anywho, that's my take on the whole female rappers thing, y'all. What else can we get into? Oh, I spent so much time on that. Oh my God, you guys, I'm running out of time. Jesus. But um, yeah, let's do the Yes Queen Award. I'm so sorry I'm all over the place, you guys. I love you so much. I'm so thankful that you're listening. Um, I want to give my Yes Queen Award this week to Kiki Palmer and Michelle Obama. Kiki Palmer, she has been... um. She has been sitting in on Good Morning America and she's been um, co-hosting while one of the other hosts are out on maternity leave right now um, because they're pregnant or whatever. So, or I think they're they're about to have their baby or they just had the baby or something like that. But anyways, Kiki Palmer is sitting in for this other particular co-host and Kiki Palmer has been killing it right now and she is currently being considered for a permanent position with Good Morning America. So... Shout out to you, Kiki Palmer, for breaking that door down for um, the millennial black girl in TV. 
and um, killing it. You know, Kiki Palmer has a fabulous personality. She's very charismatic. She's educated. She's smart. She's beautiful. She's classy. She's fun. She's ratchet. You know, she, she'll give you a little bit of everything. And hell, I look up to Kiki Palmer because I'm I'm kind of like, girl, like that's my dreams. Like I, like I, I, I wish that like one day I could be sitting on a couch on like a syndicated television show or a radio show, killing it. So shout out to Kiki Palmer. You get a Yes Queen Award. And um, my next, um, let's see, Yes Queen Award goes out to Michelle Obama. Because also, too, you guys, at the Essence Fest, Michelle Obama came out and she did a talk on the main stage right before Mary J. Blige came out. She did a talk about her book and the talk was lovely. She gave a lot of advice about, you know, being a woman and, you know, she shared her experiences um, in the office, you know, her some of her struggles and stuff like that, gave, gave advice on love and, you know, things like that. So shout out to you, Michelle Obama. She has um, one of the best-selling books in the country right now. I think it's number one right now. And her book is called Becoming, Michelle Obama. So, anywho, shout out to you, Michelle, our first lady. We love you. And um, it was a it was a fabulous talk. I couldn't, like I said, that night, and this was the night that Mary J. Blige performed, you guys. I was just so honored to be in the room with Michelle Obama and Mary. Like, I was sitting there, like, crying. Because <laughs> I was just, not, like, boohoo crying, but, you know, a little teary-eyed and, like, mesmerized. Because I was like, dang, like, these are, like, two women who are trailblazers, you know? So I'm just, I'm honored that I'm here in this room with them in this big-ass Superdome, you know, able to see this right now. This is, like, history, you know? But, um... Yeah, those are my Yes Queen Awards. And now I'm going to dash right back because we are running out of time. And I still want to give you a little bit of commentary on the celebrity stuff this week. What else happened? Um, let's see. <clears throat> um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Nicole Murphy was spotted out in, Ed- in Italy, you guys, tonguing down a famous director by the name of um, Anton Fuqua, who's married to an actress named Lila Lund- uh, Rochon. So, <laughs> yesterday, actually it was earlier today, I believe, some photos came out of uh, Nicole Murphy. She is Eddie Murphy's, you know, um, ex-wife. And, um, you know, she was up in Italy living her best life, kissing on this director who's married. So, girl... And um, according to B. Scott, you know, one of our trusted sources, you guys, um, Nicole released a statement and she said, um, Antoine and I are just family friends. I ran into him in Italy and we exchanged a friendly hello. And that was it. Girl, bye. Nicole, girl, her and Antoine were up there tongue kissing y'all. And Antoine, by the way, has a nice body. Very attractive man. Oh, beautiful chocolate. Oh, Jesus. But um, he's married, okay? He's married. And you're over here kissing on Nicole Murphy up on the beach. And I'm like, what is up with all these celebrities getting caught? Like, y'all are over here on beaches and stuff thinking that nobody is watching y'all. Like, I'm not I'm not an advocate for breaking up a happy home at all. I'm just saying, y'all dumb. Like, y'all out here getting caught. Carmelo was just out in damn France, wherever he was, kissing on that, that lady who's married and has kids. I'm like, y'all are just out here embarrassing y'all wives. Like, what the hell? And this particular director, Antoine, he's been married to Leela for 20 fucking years. So it's just like, Nicole, like, Nicole, come on, girl. What is going on? You can do... Like, come on, man. Like, and, you know, we don't know the extent of, you know, him and Leela's marriage. Maybe they're separated right now. You know, maybe they're filing for divorce. We don't know that information, but it's still not right. You know, y'all are out here getting caught. Damn. At least release a statement saying, you know, he's separated. Don't lie and say y'all just friends, girl. They were literally tongue-kissing y'all. So, anywho, that's that. And what else? Um... And this is my last topic because we are running out of time. But um, I don't know if you all have been following this Donald Trump and ASAP Rocky situation. But um, a few weeks ago, ASAP Rocky was arrested in Sweden because um, he was, you know, accused of assaulting like a fan at one of his shows. And basically the fan was hackling him and his security guard. And um, the fan like threw a pair of headphones at at him or this I think he threw the headphones at the security guard. Let me go back and clarify that. Hold on. Um 
basically this fan became irate and this fan was throwing a pair of earphones, right? So that caused the security guard and the fans to fight right along with ASAP Rocky. Um, ASAP Rocky wound up getting arrested. Um, the guy who, who got into the fight also got arrested, but he got released. And basically, um, ASAP Rocky is literally, like, detained right now. And he's living in, like, these horrible conditions up in Sweden, up in a prison. Something, I mean, in a jail somewhere, right? And they're saying how he's living in, like, horrible conditions. So Kim Kardashian and Kanye West um, registered a plea, like, sent a plea letter to the White House, you know, stating their concerns about ASAP Rocky and how basically something needs to be done. And Kim K knows that she has direct connections to Donald Trump. So, of course, Donald Trump gets his old hot Cheeto-looking ass, orange Cheeto-looking ass involved. And he contacts the prime minister of freaking Sweden, you guys. And <laughs> he, he calls himself contacting, you know, Swedish officials about ASAP Rocky and seeing if there's something that can be done. Come to find out, according to TMZ and Lovey Scott, um that actually hurt ASAP Rocky. Like the Swedish, the Swedish government, the Swedish officials stated how they don't want America in, interfering with um, their judicial system and how they do things. And they were just stating how no matter who anyone is, if you commit a crime, they treat everyone equally. They don't sit up here and give celebrities a slap on the hand. Now, mind you, this has caused a lot of controversy, not only because Donald Trump's old fuck ass is using this as a way to, I guess, show the blacks that he's down despite immigrant children and brown children, you know, Latinx children being held in fucking cages at the fucking border. You see what I'm saying? He won't help them. Donald Trump won't help them. He's letting these, these kids and these families be broken apart and hurt and, you know, all these ungodly things are being done to them, right? At the border. But you want to go help a, a rapper, a rapper, a rapper who has, and this is the controversial piece, right? ASAP Rocky, a few years ago during Ferguson, he released a statement. He did an interview with some rap magazine and he was sharing his thoughts on Ferguson. And basically he, he said in this interview how he doesn't know anything about that because he lives in Beverly Hills. He lives in Soho. You know, he, he lives in Beverly Hills and he getting money here, a rapper. He don't know shit about the black experience. He don't know shit about civil rights. He don't know shit about black struggle because he a, he a rapper. Yeah, he a black man, but basically he was saying how, how he shouldn't be expected to really care about the struggles of black people. And, and, and unjust things being done to black people because he's a rapper and he rich and he got money and he's chilling in Beverly Hills. So a big fuck you to fucking ASAP Rocky. I'm not with it. I'm not with it at all. You know, all of you fucking male rappers sit your ass up here and you pull a fucking Kanye and you sit up here and you fucking disregard your people at the end of the day. At the end of the fucking day, we still your fucking people. So don't sit up here and and let your money that's and see and see i'm sorry for my language you guys trigger warning that just really irritated me you know his sentiments about black people and now look at him he's he's this is happening to him honestly i feel like it's because he's black this is happening to him he is a black man you took your ass out there you fought and you showed your ass and although asap rocky was not wrong he wasn't wrong. You know, that damn fan was hackling them. There's video footage of the fan harassing him and trying to fight him, right? He wasn't wrong in the situation. But it, it shows you that not only America, but other countries, they will remind you that you are black, sweetheart. No matter how much money you got. No matter how much money you got. And you guys know I, you know, I don't really like to be political and stuff. And I, you know, I shy away from these things, but this is the perfect blend. You know, we live in a country and even out in, in a world, in a world, in a world. Because this, this didn't happen in the USA. This happened in, in overseas, up in Europe, you know, or wherever you in Sweden, right? So you're going to be reminded that you're black. They will, uh, girl. The system that we live in will humble you and knock you real quick, no matter what you got. And that's all I have to say on that. So, ASAP Rocky, you know, honestly, I'm, you know, you have black trans women who are being murdered every fucking day. You got trans people, Latina trans people, Latinx trans people, and gender non-conforming people um, dying every day. You have Latinx people and children being held at the border. 
you have all these atrocities happening to minority groups and people of color and people of lower economic standings. We're being torn up and chewed up and spit out in this fucking world. But you guys want to go help a fucking rapper. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, you guys, that was the Perfect Blend, Perfect Blend podcast. Sorry for stuttering. Thank you guys so much. I love y'all so much. Remember to like, comment, share, spread the word of my podcast. I'm going to do more promo, you guys, but the word helps. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so sorry. I kind of rushed this one, but I love you and I thank you for tuning in. I will be back. I will be back, okay? I love you and thank you for listening to the Perfect Blend podcast in your motherfucking ass. And I'm out. Bye.